Hey guys, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. Today I have a special episode for you guys. Uh, a couple of days ago I sat down with the great man, our sports physio, Greg Day, and we went through ABC goal setting. So ABC goal setting is Greg's preferred method of goal setting and it's something that he introduced to us uh, when he first came to Virtus about 12 months ago. Uh, it's something that's really helped me kind of identify the things that I want to be doing and what I want to be doing, but more so the why around why we do it and why we want to do things and why we want to achieve things and, and what success looks like and what achievement looks like and things like that. Every time I sit down with Greg and he goes through the ABC goal setting and he reiterates it with me or we go through through it with someone else, there's always a light bulb moment and there's always something else that I get out of it. So yeah, this is this is pretty mind-blowing stuff. It's pretty simple, but it's a it's a really good way of looking at goal setting and looking at success and achievement. Um, this was done uh, for a video. Um, so this is also up on our YouTube channel, up on our Facebook. Uh, so there'll be a couple of points throughout the podcast where uh, Greg will mention something that might be on the whiteboard, but uh, if you miss any, out on anything, just jump on the YouTube channel or jump on Facebook and you'll be able to find the video. Here it is. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. So this is Lockie Wallace, owner of Virtus. Hey Sam. Thanks, Thanks for having me. All right, we're good to go on uh, Lockie's streams as well, and uh, obviously we're recording this. So we're here to talk about the A, B, and C goal system, also known as the CBA <laughs> goal system, depending on how you orientation of the, the orientation. Uh, it's a it's a way of deducing from individuals um, what it is that they want and how they're going to get that, and it it does assist you in the process of whether you're a clinician or a coach because you inevitably you've got to take someone from where they are right now to where they need to be. And embedded in this system is desires and making use of allies. And so we're gonna describe that for you. And um, here we go. That's good. So there are three levels of goal. We're gonna call them the ABC goal. I'm gonna be true to the original version of it, which came from Bob Proctor, a personal development coach. And so every goal starts off down the bottom. We have this um, page here where we have our A goal down the bottom. Let's see if we can see that. Yes, you guys can see that. All right. And then we have a B goal in the center. And at the top of the page, we have our C goal. Okay, so on the left-hand side of the page, we have the opportunity to write down what it is that you want. Okay, so that's my left. And on this side here, I'm just going to get down on a knee so we can describe that a bit better. you want there. On the opposite side of that page here, we have the opportunity to say, what do you already have? 
Now, one of the examples that we use relates to a car. What sort of car do you currently have? Hyundai iLoad, the Virtus van sitting out front. Okay, Virtus van, <laughs> Hyundai iLoad, iLoad. So if we put in there that we want a Hyundai iLoad, what do you already have? An iLoad. Okay, <laughs> Lockie has just achieved an A goal. All he needs to do to continue to achieve his A goal is to wake up every day and turn up to work, not crash the car, put fuel in the car and just keep doing the same thing that yeah. he's already doing. We tend to find that A goals are those that you want that you already have. Another example might be that I want to earn $50,000 a year. How much do you earn? 50,000, okay. Don't lose your job. Wake up each morning and turn <laughs> up to work. And you'll keep getting what it is that you already have. Another example would be that I want to have a happy and healthy wife. Okay, just wake up every day and make sure that she's happy and healthy. That's an A goal. Yeah. Interestingly, most of the people you associate with every day are those who are going through the motions of already achieving A goals. The people at work, the people in your social uh, network, they're already achieving A goals. So to achieve an A goal, keep doing what you're already doing and you'll keep getting them. The B goal is this. You can still ask the same question, what do you want that you don't have? Remember that over here, we have what it is that you've already got versus what is it you want. On the opposite side here, we have this. Know that I could write in here, what are the, I'll just put in here, uh, steps required to get it. Give me an example of a, a car that you would like up from an iLoad. Uh, good question. Uh, it's the Mercedes-Benz Vito. Okay. It's still van, but All right. a little bit nicer. What does Lockie want that he doesn't already have? Mercedes-Benz Vito van. The steps required to get it is for him to trade in the iLoad, turn up at the Mercedes-Benz dealership with a deposit, yeah. sign the papers and get the key. Okay. And have the income to sustain paying the repayments. The thing about a B goal is the steps have already been outlined by somebody else before. So to get around something that you want that you don't already have, you just need to be in front of somebody who's already done that and ask them what are the steps required to get that. It doesn't require any inspiration. Other categories of B goals include uh, a, car, a house, okay, so if you're renting and you want a house, it's really not an inspirational goal. It doesn't mean that it's not important, it doesn't emotionally connect you, but it doesn't require any sudden bursts of inspiration about how to achieve it. You just have to approach somebody who already has bought a house or who does it often and ask them what are the steps that are required to do it. For example, first you should have some kind of deposit, you should have some ability to make repayments, and then you just circle a house in the newspaper or on realestate.com.au and go and find it and put the application in and pay the deposit and, and pick the keys up and it's you so have simple. a house. And a lot of people, okay, let's go for another one. Uh, I want to be married with two kids. That's what you want that you don't already have. The steps required to get it is to find somebody to mate with and sign the papers on the marriage document after you've had the wedding. Right. This actually doesn't require a great deal of inspiration. There's a lot of great things that go with that and there's a lot of things that could go wrong, of course. 
and it doesn't automatically guarantee you'll have two kids. But I think you can see what I'm getting at here is it's not unknown as to how to acquire this. It's just ticking boxes. It's ticking a box and, and finding out what are the steps to do that. Yeah. Here's where it gets a little bit interesting is the people that you, when you decide that you want to take yourself from what it is that you already have to something you don't already have, you get a little bit excited about it so you start telling other people, I'm gonna get a Mercedes-Benz Vito. And of all your friends that had an iLoad, let's say you hung out with people where everyone had an iLoad, and you said, I'm could be a thing. Could be a thing. <laughs> I and mean, maybe there's a special net social network yeah, group of sure iLoad owners. As soon as you say to those people, you know, well, I'm going to upgrade to a Vito, typically what they start to do is they say, that's cool. Wouldn't it be awesome to have a Vito? And then the next thing you do is you say, hey, I went down to the dealership the other day and I drove a Vito. And they go, did you really? Yeah. And I'm actually picking it up next week. Those people that are in the same category of doing the things that you do and that have the things that you have, that have an attachment to you because of that, they stand to lose by you going above that level to the next level. And there is a tendency to sap your energy in trying to achieve that. And sometimes we would call that a sabotage. And sometimes it's passive aggressive. Yeah. Sometimes it's deliberate. Yeah. yeah, intentional or unintentional. But that individual may decide unconsciously or subconsciously that if you go and get a veto, are they less of a person because they don't have a veto? Uh, and you're gonna go and hang out with people who've got vetoes now, and you know we're worse off because of that. Yeah. And let's take that same car scenario and put it into say, all right, let's say you're in retail sales and you make 50,000 a year, and you say to your buddies that you work with and go for a beer with after work, I think I wanna make 60 grand next year. First up, they say, hey, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. let's do 60 grand. And then you just go to somebody and say, how do I make an extra 10 grand this year? All right, well, there's 46 working weeks. If you get your six weeks leave or four weeks, that means for 46 weeks, you've got to make into 10,000, you've got to make a little over 220 bucks a week extra. Okay, 215 maybe, not sure about the maths. How do you make $215 a week extra from your commission? Well, maybe you've got to sell an extra $2,000 worth of refrigeration products or air conditioning or something. Whatever it is, yeah. Whatever it is. Now that means getting in front of a certain number of extra people's face yeah. to get more leads, to get more conversions to sales or selling a slightly higher product, which means diverting most of your time from this area of the store to that area of the store. But I just gave you, by the way, I don't work in air conditioning or refrigeration. <laughs> but you can see what I'm getting at is that the steps required to make an extra 215 bucks a week to get to from 50 to 60 is all there. And those people who already make 50 grand are keen. That's a really good idea. Wouldn't it be cool if you had an extra 10 grand? And then suddenly when you say, hey, I'm on track for that 10 grand. Yeah. And they go, really? Yeah, they're not happy. You know, I'm not happy because you've got more disposable income. I must have been not as good. And that doesn't make me feel good about myself. And then there's this thing like, oh, you won't be able to sustain that well, you must be doing something that's unethical. Yeah. And there's this little sabotage event. And so typically what happens is that, you know, there's that saying that says that you are the average of the five people you most associate with. And whether that's true or not, conceptually you could see how that might've been described. Yeah. And so to get from an A goal to a B goal, you typically need to get around some people who've already achieved that and ask them if they can tell you what those steps are. And if they're nice people, what they'll do is they'll reach down from their B level and give you a hand up. And you, it's kind of worth being around people who will give you a hand up. Definitely. Because uh, they feel good about themselves for doing that as well. 
Um, unfortunately, those family and friends and those social networks that you count amongst your close associations, they have the tendency to be subconsciously not super keen for you to take those steps forward, whether they know it or not. And if I cop flack for this, it's a concept, it's a theory, it's not an individual circumstance, but they might stand to lose if you advance. Yeah. And that's because they love you, they don't want you to leave. There's a lot of those things there. This is where it gets cool, the C goal. It doesn't make any sense that the highest level should be a C and not an A. So flip that if it suits you better, C, B, A. This is how it was originally described by Bob Proctor. So the last one here is, what do you want? I'm paraphrasing here, we know that that's the first part of the question, that both is scary and exciting at the same time. Um, let's keep going with this house scenario or the car scenario. You know what, I'm not even gonna do that because they're material and the material world doesn't exist up in the seagull area. Yeah. The reason that something that you want would be scary and exciting is because wouldn't it be scary if you got what you want? Like how, It's gotta be that big that it would scare the pants out of you that you were able to achieve it. Like that would demonstrate how much power that you have acquired. And you choose how you take that. I'm using the word power in meaning your ability to acquire, to, to change, to influence, to build, to develop, to create. It's a positive connotation is what I mean here. Definitely. And at the knife edge of scary and exciting is exciting and scary. Yeah. Because just at the same time that it would be scary for some people, it's also highly exciting that you could achieve and create and develop and acquire and build. And this is not very easy for people to work out, but I want to let you in a little secret here, that the, that the ability to get that want happens to be somewhere where you actually only see two steps on the pathway to achieve it. Just like if we're driving, we live in Melbourne, so if we're driving from Melbourne to Perth and we set off around 8 p.m. at night, and this time of year it's gonna be dark around 8 p.m. So the headlights go on, but the headlights only reveal 200 meters down the road. And as you drive into that light, it's revealing the next area. So the two steps process is to say, this is what I really want, it would be scary and exciting at the same time. And as I take that first step, the next one is revealed beyond that. And I'll give you an example from my own case. When I first went through this process, it was a matter of, wouldn't it be scary and exciting if I was in a circumstance where my business allowed me to separate myself today and not turn up to work. And I could separate myself today, not turn up to work. My customers would continue to be serviced. My staff continued to be looked after and provide that service. And I said to my wife, hey, let's go and sail on a yacht in Croatia for the next week. And she was able to, in the same circumstance, be able to do that. Wouldn't it be scary and exciting if you had acquired and create a circumstance where that was possible. Now, that's just one example because literally going sailing on a yacht in Croatia is really a big goal. Yeah, it's it's just get on a plane and you know, land in Croatia and pay the, the, you know, the money for acquiring the yacht. But it was the concept of being in a circumstance where I helped people in a service industry that was so well done that if I was not present, people continued to be helped. That was the scary and exciting thing. And the rub off was that if you actually acquire those scary and exciting things, you pick up B goals along the way 
and you're never married to them because if they come and go, it doesn't really matter because your positive energy and your service to the world comes from, is compassed on your seagull. And there was a circumstance where somebody was upset about their work environment and they came to me and said, I'm just down about this. I feel like this is my ceiling. This is where I'm going to stop. And so I typed in that person's job title into the local search engines and I didn't restrict it to any country because that person thought they were restricted to that government department in that city. And up came a list of jobs available looking to hire with that same title all over the world. And it was a matter of, wouldn't that be scary and exciting if I could do actually what I like doing anywhere or in many more places? And the thing was, well, how do you go about doing that? And you say, well, I don't work in that industry, so I don't know the steps required to get that. But I know that if you wanted to, the two steps that are required to do that is for you to, first of all, see that it's possible, and secondly, put an application in. And when you see that it's possible, you realize the second step is to put an application in. And if you get an interview, that, that reveals the next step, turn up at the interview. The interesting thing was that some, all of a sudden the vision changed and the vision was, well, rather than just do that job, I would like to go to that next level. And I'm not sure how to do that. Tap away on Google <laughs> and you reveal a university degree that allows you to upskill from that to that in the same country. Oh, that's quite expensive, isn't it? Sign up. Yeah. Log in. Ticket off. Figure out how to pay for it later. Yeah. It's doable. And that person went from that degree to the next degree. And I said, I'm gonna rein this a little bit because it's still just a beagle. What is it about what you do that makes you wanna keep doing it, that makes you feel warm and fuzzy? And it was a matter of this reason, okay? And then, and I said, why? Why is that really important? Because this, I need to put this in context. There was somebody who was involved in water management at government level. What do you want to do? I'd rather be a hydrogeologist. Why? Because uh, I really like being outdoors and being involved in geology. I'm fascinated by it. Okay, right. but why? Because it's really important for our environment. Yeah, okay. So what is it about hydrogeology? Well, it's about the protection of our aquifers and water sources. Why is that important? Why do you want to pursue that? Because it's really important that we don't pollute it and that we keep people in stores of fresh water but why is that important because then people are healthier well what's the benefit of more people being healthy well then the world's a better place there you go that's the why that's the why that's the thing wouldn't it be scary if what you did helped the world be a better place and wouldn't it be exciting at the same time yeah absolutely which means how you go about doing that doesn't actually matter too much if your original goal is you wanted to do hydrogeology, but it turned out to be something subtly different, but you continued to make the world a better place, then you're not married to being a hydrogeologist. Yeah. You're married to whatever you do makes people leave your space better. And you can scale that up and scale it down and still make the world a better place. And if you can do that, wouldn't that be scary and exciting? And those two steps would be revealing. Now here's the kicker on this. Those two steps never run out. You never get to a point where in a seagull level, where the steps are finished. Because if it was, you'd be at a beagle. 
So if you feel like the seagull is defined and you meet those steps and you think, I've done it now, it was only a beagle. It's just that you didn't get in front of somebody who showed you the steps you had to figure it out yourself, but you terminally ended it. When you chase seagulls, remember that if you continue to ask yourself why, you will eventually arrive at a point where you say, it would be scary and exciting if I could make the world a better place through the thing that I'm doing. When you do that, along the way, you end up acquiring an I-load to a veto, and a, you end up acquiring a house, and if that's your desire at a beagle level, you end up acquiring a partner, and if you're lucky enough, you may end up acquiring a couple of kids, and you get a house with a picket fence. But here's one of the things that I often say to people. What is it you want? I want a house, I want to be married, I want a couple of kids. Okay, what if I'm a genie and I give that to you right now? And they go, what do you mean? All right, don't worry about the, the reality of it. <laughs> Let's say you wake up tomorrow, you are married with your dream person, you have a house, it's got a picket fence if that's what you desire. Did you want a Labrador? Sure, Labrador. And you got a couple of kids. What next? Because I just fulfilled your life dream. Yeah. Uh, I want to live happily ever after. Okay, done, that's sorted. Anything else? Sure. Well, I have to pay my mortgage, so I guess I've got to go to work. Sorted. What if I pay your mortgage? Really? Okay, well, I need living expenses. How much do you need? Uh, hundred grand a year? Done. Sorted. I'll give you 20 extra years in case you want a little buffer and you spend over a little bit more. Now what? I'm going on a holiday. So you need holiday expenses. Okay, sorted. Uh, you'd like to buy a golf course. Okay, I'll buy you a golf course. And a pony? Sure. You can see what I'm getting at. If I give you all these things, these B goals, you will eventually run out of ideas. If you don't run out of ideas, I'll keep giving you and stocking you up. Yeah, and you will eventually stop. And you'll say, I'm going on a holiday for the rest of my life. Okay, that's fine. I'll pay for it. I'll guarantee you this is what will happen. You'll wake up one day and you'll be a little bit bored of mojitos and pina coladas on a beach. You probably won't feel like playing golf today. You might even take a break. And you'll get to a circumstance where you may feel like you want to get outside of your mansion because it's a bit boring in here because you're so, so well off that there's actually no one that you can associate with and you're missing the social interaction. And then you wander out of your own compound and you go for a walk down to the local village and you sit down and you have a cup of coffee and you watch the world go by. And you see the struggles that people are having. Somebody's having some difficulty with a walking stick and you figure that it's too short. And so you go down to the local chemist and you buy them a longer walking stick and you give it to them. And you don't do it because you want to feel good. You think, because I can change this person, I can make that person's life better. And then you figure out that there's a nursing home just down the corner where there's a lot of people that need new walking sticks. And you just wander down there and say, hey, can I help in some ways? I, I can actually help you. I can do some stuff. And I'm not doing it because I want anything returned. I've done everything I need to do. I'm bored by it. You guys look like you could do us some help and I can change that. And that's just one example. But inevitably what ends up happening if you got everything that you wanted is that you arrive at a point where it's actually less meaningful to you and you feel like you've lost the excitement of it. And the excitement comes from helping somebody to be better on an individual scale or a slightly larger scale or a grander scale, yeah. making the world a better place.
And so if you consider that I'm going to give you a house and a, and a couple of kids and a wife or so, and that's exactly where you want to be and you don't really even think about that, just know that when you get that, eventually you'll, it'll resonate with you about what I said, that that isn't all that scary and exciting. It's emotionally awesome to be connected to somebody in such a way and to have a nice place to live. But you will acquire these things along the way to getting something which is both scary and exciting at the same time. Now, these A, B and C goals with the, the want on this side and the haves or the steps required to get it on the other side. There's another little hidden gem in here is that if you're in a service industry like we are, we're dealing with the provision of service for people who have a desire. And I think people really should have an unlimited desire and it's our ability to shape that desire that makes us valuable. So all the wants over this side are shaped desires. So what do you want that you don't have? Well, the steps required to get it means that we've got to desire that shape so we can define it for you. What is it that you want? Well, that's a desire. What is it that you want that's scary and exciting? It's a desire and we want to shape that if we're going to be in this service industry. How you actually get that is related to allies, having people around you. You didn't get a job that paid you 50 grand a year or you didn't acquire the Hyundai Ilo without turning up to someone who was now an ally of you, helped you to get it. Of course. And those two steps need to be revealed by somebody. So it's very important that you have allies that can take you, first of all, support you when you wake up each day to keep turning over your A goals, that can be some type of guidance that can give you a hand up from B to A to see those steps and to be around you when you say, I think there's a couple of steps I really want to do and I'm not sure what's after that. Those allies should say, hey, I reckon I know what that step might be afterwards, but, but you know what, good for you and go after it because I'm doing some similar stuff and wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. I think those allies need to give you the energy to say, yes, it's okay to take that step. Uh, so if you're in a service industry, be an ally. If you're in a service industry, help somebody's desires to be shaped and see if you can understand where that person is directing themselves. Recognize that when that it takes a fair bit of energy because there's a lot of inertia in the world. And if you get a little bit sat chasing the C goal and the B goal, it's okay to exist every single day on the A goal level and just recognize that there are other levels and other people have acquired them and others are supporting you above that. So that's the A, B, and C goals in a nutshell. Is there anything out of that that resonates that needs? Well, I think like people understanding that they don't have to always be chasing these two is probably yeah. one of the barriers to happiness. Yeah. And I think when we constantly drive to succeed or acquire, yeah. we attack these over and over again and eventually end up worn out on the couch and yeah. need to sleep for three days. And I've definitely been guilty of that before. What advice would you have to people who struggle to stay in their A-goals and enjoy having their A-goals? I think if you're somebody who struggles to stay in your A-goals and you are getting around people who've already achieved, they've shown you the steps, yeah. you should ask those people, 
how can I stay grounded whilst I still chase these lofty goals? They will probably say it's okay to coexist rather than create. Yeah. And coexisting typically revolves around things like stop, breathe, face the sun. Good. You know, when you see shadows, it's probably because you've got the sun to your back. Turn to face the sun, you'll see the light. That's advice that was provided to me in the past. And it's great advice. The stop, breathe, face the sun requires you to turn. Return requires movement. Movement's healthy for your brain, it's healthy for your body. Breathing allows you to reset, reset yeah. you know, biomechanic, biochemically be better off. And facing the sun allows you to look towards that which provides you energy. That actually might be, I'm traveling a lot, I need to go home and see my family. Yeah. When I get home and see my family, that's the sunlight. That's the time where I stop and breathe and reset and recalibrate. So I think for those people that struggle to stay grounded at that A level, you get around your allies who say, dude, you need to come to a yoga class with me. Yeah. Let's go and hang out at the beach this afternoon, you know, and just phones down at the dinner table when you go out with Switch buddies. Off, yeah. Switch off. That balance is different for everybody, but you can't have it as zero. Yeah. Otherwise you burn into the red and then you can't you struggle to take those. My dad said to me it's okay to coexist, meaning it's okay to not necessarily be chasing and acquiring all the time. Okay. Sometimes you need to just chill and say, I'm gonna spend a couple of years actually just turning up to work. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. Maybe you have to acquire a deposit. And that's going to take a bit of time. Interestingly, yeah. there's this concept called um, there's a gestation period for everyone's goal, and that you can maybe predict how long it's going to take for you to take achieve that big goal, yeah. or how long it's going to take to achieve that next step. So for me to get to Croatia to sail on a boat, I thought I probably should be in the vicinity of Europe so that I could get there quickly. How am I going to get into the vicinity of Europe and be working? Well, I know that the UK would permit me to work there if I had a highly skilled migrant visa. So yeah, tick that off. So I need to tick that off. Yeah. But how do I do that? Well, actually, the criteria that I'm not meeting to get that visa is a minimum level of income and a master's degree. So I moved from Melbourne to Darwin where the income was higher. And I enrolled in a master's course back in Victoria that meant I could do it from a distance and be present for less time than if I had to stay there full time for a course. Yeah. So that's two steps, earn the minimum level of income and acquire the master's degree. What was revealed after that was the acquisition of the visa and the step that was taken to move there forward. So there's a gestation period and it was always going to take two years to get that master's period. And then what happens after that is the next thing. But I had to exist in my A level yeah. until that was acquired. How often would you suggest people sit down and, and kind of set their A, B, and C goals, or is it something that's they're constantly ticking off or, or working on? And yeah, I don't know that tweaking. it's. I don't know that you could say how long you should. Yeah. There's a lot of data that says that when you set a habit, you should do it constantly for 30 days, and once you've done it constantly for 30 days, it is significantly more likely to happen. And so the use of affirmations, where you say, "I'm going to." acquire this goal I'm going to take these steps those affirmations might need to be reaffirmed every day and those are some guidelines that are of those people have been highly successful so if you can't get around somebody who can show you those steps you know the reading of books that show you that yeah. 
we use that, that word success a couple of times. There's a couple of different variations that I've heard of it being defined. The best one I've heard was that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Okay, worthy ideal is a seagull. It's yeah. worthy to make the world a better place. And the progressive realization of that is take a step, take another step. I've also heard it, th- heard, heard it said that achievement and success are not quite the same. Achievement is what we previously talked about, the acquisition of steps. But success is the external validation of your achievement. So we should be chasing achievement. We should be chasing achievement rather than success. We don't really, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. The result and the acquisition of making the world a better place shouldn't matter whether others recognize it or not. That others recognize it might actually pour a little bit of sunlight on you to recharge you. But that's not the, that shouldn't be the goal is to receive that external validation. Yeah. Um, and that's where you get into dysfunctional pathways of seeking recognition, irrespective of whether it's a worthy ideal or not. So how long, how long, how often should you revisit it? It's a personal thing. I think if you don't revisit it very often, you tend to stay down there. Yeah. And that's not wrong. Nothing okay? wrong. Okay. Yeah. It's just that if you're looking to achieve something a little quicker, you may need to keep revisiting it until you find out what those steps are. And for people identifying their seagull, is it just why and continually asking that question? Yeah, I think you've got to get around someone who pokes you yeah. and says, tell me, okay, I want to be a, I want to be a doctor. Why? Because uh, doctors earn a lot of money. It's not the best answer, yeah. but I understand that. All right, let's say I give you all the money. Why do you want to be a doctor? Yeah, so it's yeah. okay, because I want to help people. Why do you want to help people? Because oh, helping people means that there's more people happy. Why is that beneficial? You can see where I'm going with this. And so not everyone actually knows what their seagull is. And it's not easy to actually define, but you need to sit down and you don't need to. Do whatever you want. You're an adult. (laughs) But it takes a little bit of time. Typically, it ends up as being some variation of a theme that makes the world a better place. And how that manifests, rarely is it exactly how you planned it originally. But because it doesn't matter how it looks as long as it makes the world a better place, it you could keep it it's easy to come back to over and over that's again. why career changes are fine yeah that's why lifestyle changes are fine that's why location changes are fine as long as you're still making the world a better place good yeah beautiful thank you very much well that's ABC goals or CBA goals and um, thanks for joining in mate thanks for sharing look uh, we could probably get you a little template on that but you know what you do you just get a word document and write A, B and C and <laughs> write the answers and you're good to there. go Good to go. Good on the walk. Attaboy. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you've got your pen and paper full of ideas and full of goals. If you haven't, this is available in video form on Facebook and on our YouTube channel. If you enjoyed it or if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email and give us some feedback or ask the questions. Uh, If we get some good feedback, get some positive feedback, we will definitely do a few more of these bonus podcasts. Um, If you would like to share or subscribe, that would be amazing and then we can start getting a, a few more people listening to the podcast. Have a great day. Bye.